Hi, I'm Latoya Rush. I'm from um, a segment of Built God Tough, and I'm here to interview Tremaine Shackleford, right? Am I right? Yes. State your name for the case. My <laughs> name is Tremaine Deshaun Shackleford. Okay. And we're talking about young men in ministry. Um, I go to church with you. Um, I've seen you in church. I've seen you do, do many ministries in church. For one, you do um, the sound for the church. You minister in the word. You minister in the dance. Um, can you just give us a brief, tell us a, a little bit about yourself and how you became um, in ministry? How did you know that God called you for the things that you do in ministry? Well, um, when you ask, um, how did you become in ministry? I would say that um, when I was young, my mom would always pray over me is from what I've um, heard and what I know and what I've, you know, grown up in. I've noticed that not everybody could have uh, a great, like, hunger for ministry. So in growing up, uh, I noticed that everyone needs an opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ, right? So I have to evaluate in my mind, should I be as them or should I be my own self? So for the past 17 years, because I am 17, about 10 of those years, I've noticed that I have to be my own self and I can't be as other people. So... Growing up in ministry, what made me want to really become ministry is I wanted to know what it was that made people hoop and holler in church, mm -hmm. what it was that made people cry out in church, what it was that made people worship. And so through that, I would just in, um, indulge in worship and it would give me a good feeling. So I would want that feeling all the time. So it would challenge me to go deeper in God instead of being on the shallow end. A little history about myself. Um, I've been through a lot of stuff. And so that also triggers me to go deeper in God because I know that if I've been through this, I can't just go through this and not have um, some reward from it um, because every worksman is worthy of his pay. So I can't just, you know, do something and not get something out of it. And if I'm going to do something, why not get the better prize than the least better prize? And I think that the greatest prize is having Jesus and um, the greatest prize is going to him after this life. So even though in this life it may not be as good and, you know, we may not have everything that we want and there's great turmoil in the earth, um, we still have something greater to look forward to, something to expect. And that's going to um, challenge you to say, look. I'm going through this, you know, these seasons of my life that are not, you know, as pleasant, but God has something for me after this because there's truly something after this. Good. I agree. That's awesome. And that shows your maturity. Um, I know you personally, your mother personally, and I know that because she's brought you up in church it created you to who you are. And not only did she do it, but it was already a God-given thing to you, the call that he had on your life. Um, as you explained to us who you are 
Now, explain to us how it feels to be your age at 17 and being among your peers living for God. Um, huh, that's that's a very um because we all know you face peer pressure. Yeah. You know how to live by the word and then you have your worldly Pe- you peers that you're around mm-hmm. so i know that can create friction sometimes and Absolutely. you have to stand on what you believe in who you are and i know this can be a challenge so explain to us um how do you go about these challenges and how you feel you should live your life one thing i can say is being to yourself and when you are coming to yourself, that does not mean that you're isolating yourself and saying that you're better than someone. What that means is that you're coming to know who you are as your unique being and being able to balance that so that you could become all things to all men so that you can draw in some. So when you say all things to all men, that does not mean do what they do. That means be around them in their predicament, be around them in their circumstance and witnessing to them to say, look, you don't have to go that way without judgment. So I can say this. I've been in multiple situations while I'm around people that does, you know, drugs, that does alcohol, that does gang banging, that does um, even um, what's the word? Even um, I can't think of the word even. um Scamming. I've been around a lot of people. I've been around people that does scamming. I've done around people that does a lot of stuff. What I can say to them is there's a better way to do this. And I've been in situations where I got phone calls. I don't even tell my mom about sometimes because I feel as if I tell her it's going to be too much on her. You know what I mean? So I get phone calls asking me questions. Well, how do you feel about this? How do you feel? So that gives me a push to say, you know what? I have to do this. Because they don't go to nobody else. They don't go to their brothers. They don't go to their best friends. They come and they find me. And the way that they find me is so crazy because I may appear to be able to be accessed, but I'm not really that accessible. I can, like, I'm a friendly person, but I'm also to myself. So with that being said, even though it seems like I get phone calls and I'm always texting somebody, I'm not always texting that same person. You know what I mean? I'm texting different people about different circumstances, different situations. And most of the time they're asking me to pray for them. And so um, being around my environment and being around my generation, um, it's a lot of friction. It's a lot of stuff that you want to do that you can't really do because you have a name. And and it's that's something more valuable from what I heard from my mom. It's much more valuable to have a good name than it is to have a name that's wishy-washy. You know what I mean? So when you have this wishy-washy name, nobody knows whether to call you good. Nobody know what to call you bad. They don't know what to call you in between. So if you ask anyone about me, how do you see Tremaine? He's funny. He's nice. He's, he's, he's strict. You know, people say I'm mean. But overall, he's a good dude. Um, so... Not only being a good person is good enough. You have to be a person of worth and a person of value. And when you have that and you've gotten into your circle, your own circle, you're in, and when people say have your own circle, you have these different people. No, your own circle with just you, yourself, and God. 
that's your own circle. Then you have your social circle. Then you have your other circle, which is the circle where you have everybody in that circle and everybody that's around you gets that light. Not the same light as your intimate circle. So your intimate circle and your social circle and your worldly circle is three totally different things. Not meaning you're three different people. That's 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 what you call um, um, two faced and you have what's that word? Um, uh, you are uh, you're um, I can't think unstable also. And you're um, what's that word when you have different personalities? You're uh, schizophrenic, not meaning that you're schizophrenic, but that you um, have uh, different different mindsets. That's not the way you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be who you are, stay solid, but have different effects. You know what I mean? Right. So everybody can't get to you the way that your intimate circle can get to you. Everybody can't get to you the way your worldly circle gets to you. So you have to, uh, as a minister, you definitely have to do that because you preach to the pre to the people. But what are you saying to the people who has different questions behind closed doors? Or when you're not up there preaching. Because you don't answer everybody's questions when you're up there preaching. You give them a word as a whole. But as far as answering their questions personally, you don't really get that. You don't really get to answer all their questions through the word. The word feeds you in your spirit. But pastor or minister or whatever you call yourself or whatever you are labeled as or whatever your title is. How do I deal with this situation at work? Or this person did this and this person said that. Or I've been sped on. Well, I know the Bible says I have to turn my other cheek, but you know how I am. I want to fight back. So in order for me to not fight back, what should I do or what should I say? So I think that's um, also another thing. And another thing, um, you have to uh, be uh, acceptive of who you are around. Accept who they are and uh, move forward. Um, don't be um, this person that keeps them held down it's they have enough holding them down already be the person that liberates them be the person that helps them be the person that prays for them be the person that leads them because if they have that they're gonna be like who is your god who is your jesus who do you serve because there is no other god like this i've been to these other people and i always think about the um, woman with the issue of blood she's been to all these doctors been to every other person spent all her money but this man walking in the city who is that so we have to become not jesus but as he is what is christianity like jesus christ-like so if you're christ-like they're going to see your light shining in the middle of people and you're surrounded by people let me let me go in and share this when i'm in a um place full of people People find a way to find me. And there's, there's no way I can escape it. They just find a way. Oh, you here? I didn't know you were here. I just felt like you were here. How? Because your light's shining. Awesome. And that's what I was getting ready to say. You're the light, that God-given purpose that's on the inside of you to shine through your peers and holding up a standard regardless of what your peers are doing and not bashing them but being there for them. That's awesome and being who you are like that at your age, you'll be able to draw other um, peers to Christ. 
Is there anything else that you would like for our listeners to know about you? I want to say this also. I'm not, I didn't say all of that to say that I'm this great being and I've never done anything wrong. Because trust me, I have. I've done a lot of things wrong. And I haven't always been the perfect person and I haven't always did everything right because I have my mistakes. I have my shortcomings. Everybody does. You know, all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. But what we have to do is, what I have to do is, I have to get up and say, look, you failed this time, but get up next time. Don't stay there. Don't, don't, don't let that beat you up. Because I used to be the person that let something I did small beat me up and it held me back. And sometimes it doesn't mean it helped me back for a long time, but a short period of time is you still held back from a short period of time. So what you have to do is even when you have done something wrong, evaluate your, evaluate yourself and say, look, what can I do next time to not do that? Because let me tell you this saying no ain't good enough. Saying no one time sure is not good enough. You have to say no and exclude yourself from that situation so that that no can remain a no for a lifetime or for that period of time. Because people can ask you, oh, do you smoke or anything like that? No. And then you keep going. And then they keep asking you and 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 they keep asking you. And then when they keep asking you, eventually you're going to be like, no, let me go and try that. Try that. Let me see what you're talking about. What you have to do is you have to say, no, move yourself. Does not mean become better than they are and say, oh, y'all doing this. No, move yourself from that. At that time, move yourself, but then go back and then witness. Because at that time, you can't really, you know, they're in their, they're in their state, so you can't really, you know, try to witness to them while they're in their state. Man, I ain't trying to hear what you're talking about. I ain't trying to hear that. So what you have to do is you have to say, no, move away, and then come back. That, that's very good. And Tremaine... Me knowing you as your dance instructor over the dance ministry, um, I've seen you preach. I've seen you do a lot of things in ministry. I want to tell you to stay encouraged because there, you know, without a shadow of doubt, there is young people that you have to reach. And sometimes it's not all about the young people neither because the young are, are reaching out to the elderly as well. Um, you have a gift, a God-given gift. And... Um, I thank you a lot of times for being there for me when I need you to stand in the gap for me to dance and to minister. So I encourage you to stay being who you are, who God called you to be, continue to be that light. And is there anything else or is are we wrapping this up today? Is there anything else that you may want to encourage all. or we're good? That's all. Keep God first and awesome. move forward. Right. Um, don't stay stuck. Because we all fall down and um, we all have our shortcomings, but that's the human nature of us. But we know who God is in us. So with that being said, stay encouraged, continue to minister and be God, who all God created you to be. And, and, and what I say is, remember, you are not a chiclet, but you're an eagle. Continue to soar into your purpose. God bless you.